Thank you for listening Above Ruby's podcast, created by a mom for every mom and parents, for that matter, embracing parenthood and sanity. Here to help you get by through weekly discussions on parenting, relationships, home, and faith as you juggle daily in life. All right. Hello, everyone. Today, I am very excited because I am with my client, Dr. Barry. He's going to be my guest today for this podcast episode. This is going to be the second time that I'm interviewing Dr. Barry. (laughs) The first time was when I was asking questions about freelancing. And now I'm so happy he said yes again, because that's how supportive he is (laughs) to being my guest. So Dr. Barry is a board-certified internist, and he is a founder of PR Medical Consulting as well. We've been working together for more than a year now. How are you, Dr. Barry? I'm well. First of all, I want to say thank you for inviting me. I, I was I was hoping that I did a good job the first time around, so I, I guess <laughs> I did, and I got the second invite, and I'm <laughs> very happy and excited. Oh, you definitely did, and I'm very honored and so, so thankful for you. So as you know, Dr. Barry, he's someone who just wears so many hats. I don't know how he's able to manage it, but we can definitely learn a thing or more from him with this episode. So Dr. Barry has three kids of his own. Am I right, Dr. Barry? Yes. Uh, one, uh, my oldest is eight and I have two yeah. twins uh, who mm-hmm. are five. Yeah. Awesome. And they're boy boy and girl, right? Your twin. Boy, boy yeah. and a girl. Yeah. So two girls and a boy. Nice, nice, nice. How's parenting so far for you? <laughs> you, you know, what's interesting when we, when we, my had my oldest daughter, and you know, we were kind of going through the ropes because it was uh, me and my wife's first child, mm-hmm. and we were kind of, you know, going through that process of, you know, really learning how to be parents. Yeah. And we we thought we had it all good. So mm-hmm. the second go around, we figured like, oh, all right, we we got this the first time around. We should be ready for the second go around. <laughs> and it, it we almost had to start all over again. Uh, the the type of parenting that we had to do and the process we had to learn. And of course, you know, now having a boy instead mm-hmm. of a girl yeah. was a whole different process in and of itself. So it's definitely been a, an amazing adventure, and uh-huh. you know, something that you know every day. Like I'm, I'm like shocked and surprised. I'm like, oh god, I can't believe I'm a parent. <laughs> I know. Is it really different how you parent them? How how does that work? Because I only have one kid, and he's seven. So. Yeah, you know, honestly, I I thought we were, I thought we were going to be able to kind of kind of parent kind of the same style, yeah, uh, with all of our kids, and it would all work the same. And we realized very quickly that every single one of them has their own personality. Yeah. Uh, every one of them has their own traits, what makes mm-hmm. them special, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. Mm-hmm. So you almost have to like govern accordingly to the specific child because everyone just kind of has the way they do their things. Yeah. Especially, especially my son. My son is, uh, uh, he's a troublemaker. He's, <laughs> and he, he's just so, he has so much energy and so much, you know, spunk. And, you know, a lot of times we just have him to try to curtail and kind of control his energy, mm-hmm. uh, gives us, uh, uh, some sleepless nights. Oh, no. But that's not going to be for long because they're going to grow up. So 
as cliche as it may sound, they say, enjoy while it lasts. <laughs> oh, you know, that's, that, that is so true because it's every day I come from work and I feel like they're doing mm-hmm. something new. They're saying something new. They're, you know, they're asking, they just mm-hmm. like, you can just see them kind of growing up in your own eyes. And, and you're just like, oh my yeah. God, just yesterday I had to carry you just with one arm and now you're just kind of I running know. everywhere. So yeah, you are so true. They Like they definitely <laughs> grow very quickly. They, they do. And did you ever, have to deal with sibling rivalry since it, you have twins and then uh, the eldest was just three years older than them did you have to deal with sibling r- rivalries I know when our when our when we first brought the twins home it was it was probably mm-hmm. one of the most interesting uh, times because my daughter who is autistic uh, she didn't really mm-hmm. understand what was happening like she oh, really yeah. like one day she looked and then there was one baby. And then especially because uh-huh. my twins didn't come home at the same time. And then like oh. probably like a week or so later, there was a second baby. So all of a sudden uh-huh. she went from having, you know, no one right to really play with yeah. to having two little kids uh, to kind of, you know, call her own. And, you know, she has just been almost motherly uh, to them. Like she's always trying to direct them, always trying to counsel them, always trying to, you know, play with them and kind of school them and, you know, give them the direction, oh. which is such an amazing thing. But you can see it happen, especially like you. it doesn't matter. There could be a million toys uh, in the room. They're always going to fight over that one toy. <laughs> and, and you can. Kind of, and that's when you see those personalities start coming into play where all of a sudden you're not my friend and I'm not your friend. And uh, it's just a, 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 a loving, uh. Uh, loving robbery. But you could you could see how it ebbs and flows where right? like they love to be next to each other. But then when uh-huh. they're next to each other, they want to kill each other. <laughs> Exactly. That's funny. But that's how we grew up as well. Because my my sister was, I'm only a year and a half older than her. So we were like, uh, at one point, we were so close. And then at at one point, we would like to really seriously kill each other. It's so funny. But then growing up now, you just look back at it and then just laugh laugh at it. Me and my brother are kind of the same way. We're probably like, we're less than two years um, apart uh, from each other. And we would go Uh through those same things where we wanted to kill each other and fight. And then now we're just like the best of best of friends. Or it's just like, like. I'm not, yeah, I'm, like, I'm friends, not sure when exactly. we like came back together. I guess once we got old enough and realized uh, we were silly for fighting each other. <laughs> exactly. That's that's really fun. How long do you think that it take for the eldest to adjust to the twins? I think honestly, it, it you know, I think even now it's still a day to day process because mm-hmm. you know she she went through a time frame where she was the only person was alone, so it wasn't nothing for her to be alone. Um, to play by herself, to have her own toys. Yeah. And mm. the biggest adjustment of getting her to just kind of learn to kind of share her toys and, you know, mm. not not be kind of the big sister uh, who who beats up on the little sister and the little brother. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes yeah. she doesn't realize, you know, that she is the bigger sister, that, uh, you know, she's a little bit stronger than him. She's a little bigger than him. So she can't really bully yeah. him as much <laughs> as she can. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's taken some time, but she she loves her she loves her siblings, and and that's probably the most important thing that you could just see that love, and uh, you can see again when when they when they are playing, they they'll play for hours together. Yeah, and that's really nice. That's great. And since you are you work at a hospital, and I'm pretty sure your schedule is 
really tight. How do you manage your role as a father to your kids and juggle work and life at the same time? Honestly, especially what happens with work, I can be in the hospital eight to 10, sometimes 12 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And one, I always, I always had to champion having that support system with my wife, uh, who, you know, you know, takes a lot of the brunt of the effort uh, is so important Mm because I know I wouldn't be able to do uh, what I need to do at work um, if I didn't have someone who, Mm -hmm. you know, who held down the fort at home. And uh, having mm. having the kids at home, it gives you that spark of energy when you are working, you know, that that eighth hour, that ninth hour, that tenth hour and understanding that you have some someone to go home to. You have kids uh, who yeah. are going to be super happy uh, once you touch the door. Mm-hmm. And it, like like even if you're having a bad day, they don't care that you're having a bad day. They just they just glad that daddy's home and everyone's happy about it. Yeah, um, that is always uh-huh. such a, a motivating factor. And I think that's what really drives me to work and to provide uh, because I know like I have Mm -hmm. people I have to provide for and, and they're happy either way. Right. If if I'm not working, they're happy. Uh, Yeah. Like now Mm -hmm. my son is like old enough to talk about how he missed me. Right. And like, he's like, Oh, puppy, I miss you. Puppy, I miss you. And I'm like, okay. I know. (laughs) I said, daddy has to, has to go to work though. (laughs) And it's really sweet. It's really heartwarming when they say that. They say, I love you and they say, I miss you. It's just, and they're so sincere. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because you could, you could really tell they're like, Poppy, I didn't see you when I woke up. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times my, my day has it so that I'm leaving the house oh, they're still asleep. Uh, before they even oh, yeah. wake up. Yeah. Uh, so, so by the time they wake up, they're like, Oh, what, I don't know what happened? Mm-hmm. Where, where's, where's mm-hmm. Poppy at? Um, you know, and, and sometimes I'm not getting home until it's close to dinner yeah. time. And even when it's close to dinner time, that means they may have maybe an hour or two left before they go in the mm-hmm. bed. Uh, so there may be some times where I may only spend maybe two yeah. hours, uh, at max, mm-hmm. uh, with them during the day. Uh, so that's why when I do get home, I try to put everything down uh, and put all my uh, focus uh, to them because mm-hmm. uh, I know I only have them for two hours. Yep. I say, oh, let me just take advantage of the two hours now. I'll, I'll catch up on my energy and my sleep later. That's awesome. That's a really wonderful reminder for parents. It's not how long you get to spend with them. It's the quality that you're able to bond without any distractions with the kids and that that's something i should i should remind myself of most oh <laughs> most i i think you said it yo no you i think you said it right on the head it, it really is because if i measured it just by the sheer time i spent yeah. with them uh then i'd always be mm-hmm. sad right i'd exactly. always be sad because yes i do work a lot and uh yes that does take away uh, from me spending time with mm-hmm. them Especially during the week, yeah. So and that's why even even on the weekends, um, I, and of course my wife has no problem with it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost like, all right, daddy's here, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> so my my, <laughs> my wife's able to my wife's able to sleep sleep in, uh, and you know I essentially have the kids pretty much the whole day, yeah, uh, to kind of like play catch up uh, mm-hmm. of what I have missed mm-hmm. during the week. So uh, like I I think that's really really important especially for parents out there to understand that you really just got to take advantage of the Mm -hmm. time you do have uh, with your children. Mm -hmm. And quality time is important uh, because again, a lot of times we, we may be in the house, Mm. right? We may be in the house with them, right? But if we're not, you know, paying them attention because our, you know, our our mind is elsewhere, we're still busy, you know, thinking of work or thinking of other things outside of them, um, you know, that can get lost. Mm -hmm. And I think kids can pick that up. I think kids can pick up uh, when you're not fully attentive yeah. uh, to them. 
And and I have kids where if I'm not fully attentive to them, like they might break something. So I gotta yeah. I gotta always put full attention. <laughs> I can't I get your attention. attention to them. Huh? So this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yes. And they know it too. Like my son, he like I said, he's so smart. Like whenever he's gonna do something that he shouldn't be doing, all of a sudden he closes his door very quietly. He locks the door behind ah. them. And I'm like, hold on. Like, and then I hear, then I just hear quiet. And once we, we know, like, if we hear that, if we don't hear from my son or even my daughter, if we don't hear from them, like, hold on, it's too quiet. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what is Dave, what, what, what is Davis doing? <laughs> <laughs> I need to check on them. Something's not right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, something, something's not right. They are way too quiet for me. Let me go find All out right. what they're doing. So speaking of bonding time with kids, now that we're on lockdown, I'm not sure w- what your situation is now in Florida, but... How do you bond with your kids? What are your tips for other families out there who are looking into bonding with their kids? What do you think can we do inside the house? I think I think one of the biggest things is, is like I find myself um, playing more of their games, especially because those kids, the mm-hmm. kids, they have lots of toys and, you know, lots of dolls and lots of things around that they're usually doing their really imaginary play by themselves. So now I'm trying to mm-hmm. like be a part of the team, uh, that's playing with yeah. them. Um, you know, especially if, if I'm not like, you know, watching their TV shows or their cartoons, mm-hmm. like I really try mm-hmm. to be like really within it. So like, Hey, we're doing this uh, together, mm-hmm. uh, because we have so much yeah. time and, and they, they do don't get to see their friends, right? Mm. So now I'm their mm. friend, yeah. right? Like, so I got, <laughs> so now that I'm, nice. their, I'm their friend, I have to be their friend. I have to play with them. I have to run around and mm-hmm. jump and scream <laughs> and I have to do all these things there uh, because they don't get the opportunity uh, to do that with mm-hmm. their friends anymore. Like, it's just kind of scarce yeah. uh, for them. And they, again, I think they, they love it, right? So that's that's why they that's why they hate when they see you go, right? Because, oh, no, I want to still play. Exactly. And, and the kids, they have so much energy. that That's one thing. Those kids will tire out. Mm. They got so much mm. energy. And you're like, all right, let, let's just rest. Like, no, 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 let's play again. <laughs> Let me rest. I'm already old. <laughs> yes, yes. I, that's what I try to. And they don't, they don't want to listen to me. They're like, no, no, we, we do. Let's play the game. Let's play this game. And they'll play it. Once. One thing I realized about uh. kids, they will play a game over and over and over again with no end in sight and it doesn't get boring to them uh-huh. <laughs> at all and uh, you're yeah. like like aren't you bored yet they're like nope no never never gonna happen nope. okay never <laughs> gonna happen same same uh, like a tv show we could watch the same uh, uh, yeah. i think i've watched some uh these some of these movies uh probably thousands of times <laughs> and they always like the next day i'm like oh what do you want to watch the, that the very same movie yeah <laughs> And uh, I'm not sure when you moved into the U.S., but I think if I'm not mistaken, you grew up in Haiti. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, no. My, my, uh, my parents, my parents um, uh, grew up in Haiti. So I was actually born here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you notice any difference in the parenting style in U.S. and Haiti? Oh, yes. Um, I think in, in the, the U.S., I think it was more of a, kind of the, a, more of a freer spirit. Right. Yeah. Like they, they kind of, you know, the kids were allowed to kind of do a lot more and kind of explore a lot more on their own mm-hmm. uh, versus, you know, in, over in Haiti. Right. Especially when I would talk to because I have a lot of cousins who uh, grew up there and they would just talk about how strict it was mm-hmm. and how like you were going to do A, B and C. And that's all you were doing. And that's kind of how they, they kind of walked that path. Mm-hmm. And I feel like here in the U.S., we had a little bit more leeway to do what we wanted to do. Sometimes we got in trouble. Yeah. Um, 
you know, sometimes some, sometimes you you almost wanted a more stricter pathway, mm-hmm. uh, but you know they it, they gave you that option to try to explore and kind of be your own person. Yeah, I agree. And in line with that, how does a discipline look like for you? Are you more of a so I, strict? I'm definitely the strict yeller uh-huh. uh, because <laughs> they typically yeah they typically aren't used to me raising my voice or talking very stern. Ah. So I, I try to I try I try to keep it in my back pocket because I one, I don't want them to get used to mm-hmm. it. I want them to always be surprised yeah. when they when I when I say their name very stern. Uh so cause I'm trying to get their attention. Uh-huh. And they're trying to say, hey, what are you doing? And like I, I want them to know that, oh like hold on, that's a different voice inflection yes. uh, than I'm used to. Uh so I, yeah, I'm I'm def- I'm definitely the strict yeller. Uh, and the the one who will just kind of look at I it. like that. I say, what, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Right. And I and I always I always ask my kids like, what were you thinking? Like uh, I talk to them. You know, my my, my wife always gets on me because I talk to them like they're mm. an adult, mm. right? And I I, I, always, I always the way I think about it, I say, well, I think the way ki- I think kids act the way kids act because we talk to them like uh, they're yes. kids. But if I talk to you like you're an adult, mm-hmm. right? Like then you'll you'll fall in line. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, hey, what? Like Davis, what were you thinking? What, what was it? What was the thought process there? Like, why did you do that? Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really great because um, I I learned to do that as well to talk to my son like he's an adult because I was so afraid that he would baby talk. Because I yes. found out that that's one of the reasons for speech delays when you baby talk your kids. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's what that's what I was doing. Yeah, no, like in our in our house, you know, we try to have you know full, and I think it's even I think it's even more pronounced because our uh, oldest daughter was autistic. Um, mm-hmm. So we were always very keen on just the the level of speech um, mm-hmm. that we that we had to have. So we didn't want any like mixed uh, messages or we didn't yeah. want any ways that could be confused. So we'd always kind of talk in that like, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, I guess, quote unquote, grown up uh, mm-hmm. type of tone. Uh, yeah. So not only could my oldest daughter, who is autistic, yeah. pick up the cues and pick up the tone, but mm-hmm. then the youngest uh, can also pick it up as well. And, and of course, that backfires because now my uh, my youngest daughter, uh, she's. She she's so smart. Mm. Like you can't you can't get you can't get nothing by her. Like everything is like, oh, why do you have to do this? But why am I doing that for? Like, no, you didn't uh, say that. No, I heard you. Like every so she has a question for every so it's kind of that catch twenty two. Like now you have an inquisitive oh, yes. child and they're gonna ask you a lot they're gonna ask you a lot of questions. <laughs> so yeah, now like there's like oh, yeah. there's no way I could be there's like, so Oh, hey, just go in your room. Why do I have to go in my room? Ah uh. like, well, it's bedtime. But oh, but I'm not sleepy. Yes, I, I I understand you're not sleepy, but like, so you have to like explain and break down. Ah, well, and that's very good because at an early age they already learn to like discuss things. <laughs> with, but, but yeah, no, with... no, she she's definitely a discusser. She's definitely a negotiator. <laughs> uh, you're you're definitely going to have to. Um, and that, those are some sort of signs where you have to break out the stern voice, like Brooklyn, mm-hmm. like, please go in your room. <laughs> like, like, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, have they gone to school yet? The, the twins? The twins and uh, even the oldest did uh, school just recently opened up for us probably within the past uh-huh. um, four to six weeks. Because, uh, you know, for a few months, um, like uh, probably like five or six months, we were doing um, just the uh, distance learning. Uh, through yeah. the computer, um, and so mm. the schools just started opening up 
uh, to having students go back. Like now, unfortunately, they don't have all of the, the students because you do have some kids whose uh, parents are like, no, you're staying home. You're going to do it, you know, via the, the computer. Um, but like at least our kids, they, they started going and uh, it was nice because, you know, at least they mm-hmm. get to see some of their friends that they've been seeing uh, on the computer screen, mm-hmm. you know, for some yeah. time. And to at least to get into that environment again, uh, you know, was, mm-hmm. you know, was very key for them. That's great. Well, here in the Philippines, it's also distance learning. In fact, we're, we're using mo- modules even up to now. So I don't think we will have a face-to-face learning soon. <laughs> Maybe next year. We'll see how that goes. And, but, and that's so yeah. that's so interesting, uh-huh. especially when, you, when we think about the transition that we had to make uh, to distance mm-hmm. learning. And I, I honestly, I, I jokingly said that like a lot of the learning had to even apply to the parents. Mm. Right? Like I remember, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of the, some of the homework they would give my kids to do, and I'm like, this is the homework. This is math. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it was so so fundamentally different uh, than even what I was used to growing up. That I would I would have to like do some homework just to be able to do their homework. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Is this for kids? <laughs> Why does it have to be so difficult? I'm just yeah, <laughs> no, I was I was definitely shocked. So I again, I, I definitely commend uh, the teachers out there mm-hmm. because this yeah. this is definitely not an easy job. And I think you know with the pandemic and mm-hmm. you know everything that's been happening has definitely really highlighted that. Yeah, exactly. And and we learn to appreciate them even more now. <laughs> now that we we got to experience teaching our kids now. Exactly. Yeah. So Maria and I, you've been mentioning this, that that your eldest is autistic. She is athletic, so she's very talented. Mm-hmm. And uh, and although Maria and I are going to discuss this further, I'd like to hear what you got to say about this, because I, I know a few people I, personally who have kids with autism. Do you have any advice to them? Any Or how did it go for you? Oh, sure. Most... Oh, most definitely. I'm, I'm, I think, um, one of the first things I remember, like my, mm-hmm. my wife, Maria, uh, she, you know, she was kind of the first people to kind of yeah. recognize that, you know, Hey, our, you know, our daughter's yeah. different. Like, we're not sure like what it is, but like our daughter's definitely different. And, you know, going through the process and finding out she uh-huh. was autistic, uh, definitely changes a lot of things, right? Because a lot of times, especially as a parent, you may have an idea of like, Oh, uh, my child is going to do uh-huh. this, this, and that. And then you hear like, oh, they're autistic. And then you you wonder like, oh, can my child still do all those things that yeah. I wanted them to do? Right. And and then learning through that process, like, okay, all right. Like at different degrees of autism and mm-hmm. there's different uh, stages. And yeah. There's different learning modalities and uh, there's different growth spurts that you that we have to go through. And as a parent, I think I think that's what like uh, drives me so much because I'm just like I'm just seeing her and watching her grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, with this autism that she again mm-hmm. as a kid they don't know they're autistic, right? Yeah. An autistic person doesn't know they're autistic, especially when they're a child. Uh, so just it's kind of seeing kind of the world grow around her mm-hmm. and you know seeing her do some amazing things has yeah. definitely been an amazing journey. Uh, and like I said, I probably I definitely wouldn't be able to do it uh, without the support of Maria, who's yeah. been such a champion. Ah, oh, that's really nice. And you you made a really great tag team. And uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's really awesome. Congratulations. If there's any advice you can give first time parents like me who only have one kid, what would that be? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so- 
I think the first time parents, I think one of those things where understanding that it's going to be a day by day uh, learning process, um, mm-hmm. everything's going to be new. And you're going to get what's funny you're as a parent, especially first time parent, you get advice mm-hmm. from everywhere. Yes. Right. Everyone is going to tell you like, oh, your kid should do this and you should do that with your kid and you should be doing this and your kids like they're going to give you all of the advice in the world and just understanding that your kid mm-hmm. and you yourself is uh, mm-hmm. an individual and you have to be able to build upon that and maximize mm-hmm. that uh, and that, that would do wonders. Because, right, again, the love is going to yes. be there. Your kids are always going to love you uh, and just as long as you're there. So as long as you're there first, um, everything else will kind of fall into place. That's such a wonderful advice. Thank you for that, Dr. Barry. And before we end this, my listeners are Filipinos. So those who want to check you out, how can they find you? How can they follow you? Oh, sure, sure. So um, on social media, I am uh, Dr. Barry Pierre, D-R-B-E-R-R-Y-P-I-E-R-R-E, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Like I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, <laughs> uh, Pinterest, Twitter, like wherever it is a social media, if I'm on there, then that's likely my username. Um, and, you know, for those who may not know, especially if you didn't catch it, uh, you know, Lynn has been my uh, virtual assistant uh, for like almost like I think it's like, I think we're going on two years. We're now, going soon. two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's been such a wonderful experience. So a lot of times if you see me doing stuff online, it may not even be me. It may be her doing it. Uh, but like, like I'm, I am there. Um, I have a podcast as well. I talk about health related topics yeah. um, uh, that Lynn like really helps me out with the podcast <laughs> as well. So um, the lunch and learn with Dr. Barry. Uh, as well, so that's that's available at all all outlets where you listen to podcasting as well. So you know, just check me out. Yeah, it's awesome. And if not for lunch and learn, I wouldn't have this podcast as <laughs> well. I wouldn't have the experience of trying it out first before doing my own <laughs> my own podcast. I love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Barry. As always, I really appreciate your time. Lynn, thank you for having me again. I, I hope I did a good job, and hope to be invited for the next one. Uh, definitely. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sign up to my newsletter so you're notified of my next podcast at www.aboveprecious.rubies.com or follow me via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Today's Bible reading is from Psalm chapter 127, verses 3 to 5. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate.